Good afternoon, y'all. Good to see y'all this morning. Um, guys, there is so much in these readings that I would love to jump into, but we'd have to have like an entire Bible study in an hour to do it. Um, the first reading, of course, is uh, pointing forward to the great miracle that's going to happen. They talk about this choice wine that's going to come forth on the mountains when the Messiah comes. And what happens whenever the Messiah does come, the first miracle Jesus does is the miracle of the water into wine, new wine coming forth. It was a great sign to them that, oh, this is the Messiah. Isaiah talked about it. When he comes, there's going to be wine. Well, there it is, the wedding feast of Cana. Um, of course, the gospel reading, um, all of it's pointing forward to the Eucharist, right? Jesus has this incredible uh, miracle that takes place of the loaves and the fish, and, and, um, and he feeds thousands of people with it. And it says he takes it, he blesses it, he breaks it, he gives it, right? Very Eucharistic of what Jesus does to feed us. But what I'm really drawn to, as I prayed with it, um, is really uh, more of the spiritual sense of how this touches, I guess, my own heart and maybe our, our own lives. Um, I look and I think about the apostles, right? They had been traveling with Jesus for three days, and there were crowds and crowds of people. We don't know exactly what all happened, but you've got to imagine, you were with Jesus, and there were probably four to 5,000 men, plus wives, plus kids. You're looking at quite the caravan, 10,000, 15,000 people for three days. And Jesus says they have had nothing to eat. So he wants to feed them. And so he puts before the apostles an incredibly impossible situation. How in the world do we feed all these people? Right? And so as I prayed with it, that's the word that came to me. It was like, this is impossible. And so Jesus takes what they have, the loaves and the fish, and this incredible miracle takes place. And they all get fed, not just a little bit of bread or a little bit of fish. They all eat till they're full, and then there's seven baskets left over that the apostles pick up, right? So it's not just a miracle to sustain us bare minimal. It's a miracle of abundance. It's overflowing in miraculous food, right? And so I sat with this, and I'm like, Lord, what in front of our own life, my own life, am I looking at and going, Lord, this is impossible, right? What you're asking of me is impossible. It's too big. I'm sure that's what the apostles must have been sitting there feeling, right? Like, Lord, how do you want us to feed them? We have seven loaves and two fish and 15,000 people. It's impossible, and I think that's where the Lord invites us to say, no, just give me what you have, and I'm going to do something great with it, right? Give him the gifts that we have, trusting that he's the one asking for it. He's the one that wants to be glorified. As it says, the God of Israel was glorified through all this. He wants to be glorified all this. So as we look at our own lives, what is it in my life that I'm looking at that seems impossible to overcome, Right? Could be emotions, could be addictions, could be sins, could be whatever, name it, right? Could be jobs, whatever it is. It seems impossible, Lord. Will we ever get back to what was normal? And the Lord just says, give me what you got, and I'm going to do something great with it. I can't help but think of St. Joseph with this, right? Joseph's looking at the situation between him and Mary, and he goes, Lord, this is impossible. How do you want me, this little carpenter, to become the father of the Immaculate One, to the, the woman who Daniel says is the virgin who's going to conceive. Like, Joseph knew who she was. And because he knew who she was, 
He knew who he was. The baby in her womb, he knew who he was. So, Lord, what are you saying? This is impossible. You want me, a little carpenter, to make a living for the mother of God and the Messiah? Are you kidding me? Joseph must have felt an unbelievable amount of humility standing before such an incredible charge that God had given to him. Much like the apostles, right? Lord, how are you going to do this? We can't make this happen, but you can. And so the simple fact that God chose Joseph was enough. It was enough. Joseph didn't have to be the most talented guy in the world. He didn't have to have the most money in all of Israel. Joseph just had to be obedient to what God was asking him to do. And God was going to make the way for Joseph. So I think that's what I take from the scriptures today. Right? Is like Joseph, what is it that God has placed before us that might seem impossible that we're going to get over or get through or make any sense out of? We all have those. Right? But like Joseph, it's an invitation for us to just surrender that to the Lord. Just bring, okay, here's, here's what I've got, Lord. Here's the gifts, and I give them to you, and you do something that's going to glorify you, right? And so Joseph just had to remain obedient. He didn't have to understand how God was going to do it. He just had to know that God was going to do it. That's our invitation day two. As I try to figure out all the time how God's going to make these things happen. But let's just be obedient to what God is asking us to do, and that'll be enough. Amen?